Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of With Love Alexa. I can't believe it is episode 40 today. It's crazy. I feel like I just started. Um, so today I'm going to be talking with, he's actually a cousin of mine, so it's really fun. I love talking to family. Um, Robert Lieb- Lieberman, a prominent director in film, TV, and commercials. Um, some of his work includes directing, executive producing, um, different shows such as Expanse, D3 The Mighty Ducks, Dexter, and Fire in the Sky, along with many other amazing and well-known projects. And I'm excited to get uh, talk to him. Hi, Rob. Hi, how are you, Alexa? Good. How are you? Thank you for coming on today. Oh, I'm delighted to be here. I'm delighted to be with my cousin. <laughs> and, Me too. Uh, uh, I was very close with your uh, your mom, and uh, been, uh, my Detroit family was always my, my the special people in my life. Yeah, she said um, we were talking recently, and she was saying how some of her favorite memories were going or were visiting you guys. Yeah, no, we were we were just across in Buffalo, New York, or just across the lake. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> we used to drive through Canada to get to, for, to Windsor. And come see you guys. Well, that's fun. I like the like story she's told me, like about like all your guys as a childhood. Like, I wish I was around. <laughs> it sounds so yeah, fun. Yeah, no, it was. It was. It was really fun. It was a terrific fun. We were a great family, and uh, and uh, you, you know how we're related, right? Yes. Your your great grandmother was my grandmother's younger sister. Right. Okay. I knew it was on, like, my grandma, Bunny, and all them, like, in that side, so. Yeah, the, the, uh, um, your grandmother was a contemporary, was a first cousin to my mother. Okay, yep. And so that made me, like, a second cousin to your mom. Okay, yeah. Very, it's so, it's so cool, like, seeing all the different dynamics. Yeah, no, I put together, a few years back, I put together an entire family tree, it wasn't complete because I missed kind of a lot of the little babies that are in our family now. We but can I always add. It, <laughs> it's it's massive. It's it, 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 it emanates from your great great grandmother, my great grandmother, who had um, uh, six. I think six children, five or six children. It was uh, Uncle Sam. There was one brother and all sisters. It was like four or five sisters and one brother. <laughs> Poor guy. And they all. <laughs> And I'm sure your mother told you that one of those sisters, um, my grandmother, your great-grandmother's level, went to Australia. So we have a huge family in Australia. Oh, yeah, I think I did know that, actually. Yeah. I visited there. I filmed there. So I I got to go to visit. I was filming in Sydney, so I went down to Melbourne and uh, got got to see them all and visit with them. That sounds so fun. It was. We, it was great. Too bad we can't do like a huge family reunion. Yeah, it's, it's too bad that we don't have a huge family anymore. True. We have a <laughs> decent size. Yeah, no, you've got your, your generation. There's lots of lots of, but um, my generation is kind of dwindling. Yeah. Um. So one thing, like, I, it's so cool, like, all the stuff you've done, because, like, we were talking about before, I actually, had se- I've seen Brothers and Sisters, which is also you did, um, a couple episodes that, for that show. How was it? 
being able to. Oh, it was great. It was great. It was a terrific cast. I got to work with, you know, Sally Fields and uh, and Chevy Chase, uh, who was kind of her beau at that time in the series. And um, I was I did the they were the Costa Flockhart and Rob Lowe's big wedding episode, and um, so that was really uh, a, a, a kick. And then years later. I went and did another movie with uh, Rob Lowe. I did a movie called Breakaway in Canada. It was about uh, kind of like the Mighty Ducks, except they all wore turbans. They yeah. were Sikhs. <laughs> so they were called the Speedy Sings. And um, Rob Lowe was their coach. Okay. Do you like keep in touch with any of the previous um, like actors or actresses you've worked with? Uh, yeah, some. But more recent ones. I mean, and I've been doing this for a long time, so <laughs> there's a there's there's quite a few actors that I, you know, I used to be very close with John Voight because I did two movies with him, but um, uh, he he kind of went politically weird on me, and I have to kind of like, nice talking to you, John. See you later. Yeah. How did so from when you were younger? Did you always want to like go into like somewhere in film, or was this later well, on? Well, I was always. I, I was in school plays and then temple plays and stuff. I loved to be. I wanted to be an actor originally. So I was. Uh, my mother asked me if there was a touring company of the King and I that was going to come to a tent in Buffalo, and uh, they didn't take the kids with them, so they cast the kids locally. They had an advance crew that came out and cast all the Siamese kids for the King and I, and she asked me if I wanted to be in it. And I said, Oh, I, yeah, I would. And she took me down to the audition. There were hundreds of kids in this place. And I got the part. So I was in this show for like two weeks, and I was bit. I was completely bit. And so when I went to university, uh, I went on a full scholarship to the University of Buffalo. They didn't have such a great drama department. So I, I didn't get along with the head of the department. They never cast me in plays. I mean, I just like, so I lost interest in acting. I, I did some independent, I had my own production, uh, a little independent uh drama uh, organization that I did um, a place through that I directed and uh, starred in uh, on the university level but by the time I was a junior and I, I, I kind of given up the acting thing and uh, I decided I wanted to be a director I thought uh, I wasn't good at taking orders but I was good at giving them <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so I ended up a director what was um, your first like project and how did you kind of like get your foot in the door to be able to do it? Well, I, I came out, the very first thing I ever did was when I was at the University of Buffalo, I wanted to get involved in film. But by the time I was a junior, I wanted to get involved in film. And Buffalo is not like the film hub of the universe. So I went and I opened up the yellow pages. I found some company that did some kind of films that sounded kind of professional. And I called them up and I interviewed with them. They hired me as like an assistant. And it turns out that they did the coaching films for the Buffalo Bills. So in my senior year at the University of Buffalo, I worked for the Buffalo Bills, and I used to go on the road with them, and I would go, I would drive out, like on a Friday night, I would drive out to uh, the airport, get on a chartered flight, go to Miami for the weekend, do their coaching films, and fly back Sunday, and then uh, Sunday night, and be back at school Monday morning. So I, 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 that was the very beginning of making film. Then I did a bunch of student films, and then I came out to California. Um, I couldn't get my I couldn't get arrested, and, and eventually, 
got a job as an assistant editor in a commercial production company. And then that company broke apart, and when they formed the new company, I became the editor of that company. And then shortly thereafter, I directed uh, my first commercial. And uh, my career predominantly for the first 30 years of it was, you know, award-winning commercials. And um, uh, I'd won the Conference Festival a bunch of times, and I won like close to 30 Clios, which is like the Academy Award for commercials. And, uh, I was, you know, very successful at that. I had my own company called Harmony Pictures. And we had, uh, besides myself, we had another 15 directors, female, male, uh, directors that uh, worked through my company, so we were big. We were one of the bigger companies on the West Coast, and um, and from there I ended up directing some uh, some after-school specials, which were little non-union things they did for ABC, and then I did some television movies, and from television movies I got my first feature, which was called Table for Five. I did that in 1982 with John Voight, and a guy named Richard Creno, who was very famous in television at one time. And, and um, but he was in Rambo. That's where a lot of people would know him from, Richard Crenna. And I did uh, that. Was a, that was like one of the great thrills of my life because it was my dream. Growing up in Buffalo, you couldn't be further away from Hollywood, and here I was doing a Hollywood film, starring John Boyd, shooting all through on a cruise ship on the Mediterranean. So we we shot in Greece, Egypt, Israel, uh, Italy. So fun. <laughs> oh, it was unbelievable. It was an unbelievable. And unfortunately, it was my very first experience. I don't think I ever got as glorious an experience as that was. But boy, was that a dream come true. In yeah. fact, I, I was able to, um, we built the the, uh, the big dining room. Now you just come off a cruise, I know. And so you <laughs> yes. know what the cruise, cruise ship dining rooms are like. We built an entire cruise ship dining room on like a huge, huge ship on a stage in the valley here <laughs> and um and uh, uh the uh, john void it's called table for five and it's about john void taking his three children on a cruise in the mediterranean and um but they get a table for five because he thinks he's gonna he's divorced from their mother for a long time mother's been remarried to this guy richard Crenna, but uh, he thinks he's gonna get lucky on this thing he's gonna find he's gonna hook up with a girl so he gets a table for five, and the kids keep on going, well, what's this empty chair for? Why do we have a table for five? I don't get it. So that's the name of the movie. But um, one of the thrills was that I, um, my mother and father, who I'd moved out from Buffalo, uh, ended up being extras in that movie. No and way. They sit, yeah, they're on the table just behind John Voight's table through the whole movie. They're, so anytime I miss my parents, I just pop in my movie, and there they are sitting there laughing and having a good time on the cruise movie. So it's, it was quite a thrill, and um, and that was how I got started. Wow, that's a great start, <laughs> and it's, you've done yeah, so much after that. So, um, in all in like all the different projects and years you, you've been producing and directing, were you ever like starstruck by someone you worked with? Oh, I've been starstruck many, many times. I I, I can't even tell you. I mean, I, but I'll tell you who the biggest stars were. I mean, I did a series. I just watched it last uh, the episode. I showed my wife an episode of a series I did back in 1982, 79, 81, somewhere around there, called Gabriel's Fire, and it starred James Earl Jones. And I executive produced the show, and I 
directed about half of all the episodes. But the most important thing was I became a close personal friend of James Earl Jones. And to so be cool. his friend and his producer and his director was, you know, I, to me, you can't get any more ele- elegant and famous and wonderful than James Earl Jones. So, um, but I've been, you know, I've worked with President Clinton. Uh, I've worked with uh, uh, my favorite, one of my favorite actors I worked with was James Garner. He was in my movie Fire in the Sky, and he was in Pillow Talk with, uh, uh, you know, uh, what's her name? She just passed away this past year, uh, Doris Day. Okay. And um, anyways, James Garner had two hit TV series. He was just the most handsome, wonderful man to work with. Really, really great. I got to work with a guy named Lloyd Bridges, who happens to be Jeff and Bo Bridges' dad. Uh, but he was a fan. When I was a kid, he had a show I called Sea Hunt, which he was one of my heroes. I got to work with Roy Rogers. He was one of my heroes. I got. I mean, I, I've worked with so many famous people. I mean, uh, uh, that's been one of the one of the great thrills. And then I ended up being married for 15 years, 16 years to Mary Lou Henner. So that was uh, my own little touch of celebrity in my family. That's the mother of my two younger sons. Um, I like. And, I've uh, seen a lot she, of her like life, the Lifetime Hallmark. I love those movies. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's on that. She's she's got those Aurora, whatever they are, shows, mysteries, Aurora, something mysteries. And anyways, but she's uh, she's a great gal. And I was I was just talking to my current wife about how funny she is, and and she's a great mom. And I have two beautiful sons uh, that I would love for you to meet at some point. They're your cousins as well. Yeah. Too bad they can't come in, too. <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, one lives in New York, and he's uh, he's going to be a, a comedy writer and comedian, and he's he's very funny guy. And the other one is a, already a film director, and he, he lives out here now in California, and he directs a lot of music videos. And his best friend is, um, through all through school, his closest friend is Ben Platt, the singer. No and way. So, yeah, so he does all of Ben Platt's videos, and uh, I remember going to uh, Battle of the Bands when he and Ben sang a duet, and it was like, you know, my, my son's also a singer, dancer, performer, too, except he gave that up like I did to be a director. So, um, yeah. Have so you guys ever... Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, have you guys ever done a project together, or do you ever want to? No, I would love to, but, you know, he's busy doing his projects and I'm busy doing mine. We, we, we consult each other, you know, I, like, yeah. I read over his things, he reads over my scripts, and uh, I look at his cuts, and he looks at my cuts, and we consult each other, but we haven't actually uh, uh, worked together on, on a project. But um, he's, uh, he came from, a, he went to a private school here called uh, Harvard Westlake, and in his class, his best friends for, for like the last, since he was a little boy, since he was like five years old, were uh, were Ben and uh, and Beanie Feldstein was also uh, and Jonah Hill. Those were all really close family friends. And seriously, and he's still yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's uh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, you go. Sorry, I was done. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. This all like it just sounds like, like such a fun like 
atmosphere to be, but I'm sure it's like stressful, especially if you're gone for long periods of time. How did you? Well, oh, yeah, no, I, I, I yeah, the, I was going to just say that, uh, yeah, I, it's a, it's kind of lonely on the road. I've spent the, the longest stretch I was. I did a show called Houdini and Doyle for Fox, and I was in Manchester, uh, England, for ten weeks by myself, and I couldn't visit anybody, and nobody could visit me because I was in England. At the end of the 10 weeks, I flew my wife over and we had a holiday in London, but um, it's a lonely thing on the road, but I, what I want to tell you is when Nick and Joe, who are my younger sons, who are now 25 and 24, um, Well, they're my age. Uh, they, um, when they were little, I was on the road so much, they, they had these bunk beds, and these the bunk beds were like, had white formica, they were like modern-y kind of bunk beds, and they looked, you know, whatever, and so Whenever I would go someplace, I would bring them home like a sticker, like a travel sticker from that place, whatever the city was or country or state or whatever it was. I'd bring them home stickers. And at, at, by the time uh, they grew up, that bed was absolutely covered in stickers. There was not one square inch of that bed that didn't have a sticker on it. Aww. It was sticker over stickers. That's how, that's how long I was gone. But just a little interesting side note is like, I was gone forever, and, and you know that it 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 makes you feel uh, like you're you know a lot of people feel guilty about it, and they bring gifts to their children, and I never brought my children gifts. I just brought them these stickers because I always I didn't want to train them to the point where here comes dad, and I let's see what he brought us. Right. I wanted dad to be the big gift. Hey, dad's home. That's the important thing, not what he brought us. And then what I did. This is just something I do with, I have four children, I did with them all the time, is I, I, I didn't lavish them in gifts, but once a year, each of them would get to go to Toys R Us and just have, buy anything they want, push the cart around, pick out anything you want. You can have everything and anything you want. And they just fill up the cart with toys and games and balls and things, and, and uh, that was their like they're so, so, I, I, did, I wanted to make it arbitrary I didn't want to make it like okay birthday you get a present and Christmas you get a present no we're not going to do it that way we're going to have present day and you get all the presents for the year on that day Aww. so that's yeah, so were, nice that's fun that's like a, a cute tradition yeah well my older daughter now she has three kids and her daughter is a junior in high school that's my granddaughter who's a fabulous singer and dancer. She's unbelievable. She is in all her school plays, and she's just fantastic. So, anyways, enough advertising the family. No, it's good. <laughs> so do they, um, <laughs> do they uh, live in California also? Uh, no, they live in Las Vegas. Oh, so not too far. Her husband... <laughs> Her husband, they graduated from the University of Arizona in Tucson, and then they, his family, her her husband's family lived in Las Vegas, so they moved to be close to the, that family, and they lived in Las Vegas, but that's only like a hour flight and then a four-and-a-half-hour drive, so, not, you know, I've, we've made that trip many, many times. Yeah. Um, so another topic we're kind of, like, going to transition into was... Um, 2018, you were diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. What, Correct. Um, what were some of the thoughts going through your head at the time? And did you maybe have any symptoms 
Well, it, okay, so there's, I ended up with the best prognosis with the worst diagnosis, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, it's, pancreatic cancer is, does not have a very good survival rate. And so, um, they can't do a lot of research on it because nobody lives around long enough to do any scientific research. And, um, when they told me, I mean, I, you know, you don't, you don't expect to hear that. You know, I never saw this coming down the road. I never thought I was going to be a cancer patient, cancer victim. And um, I was crushed. I mean, my wife and I were totally crushed. And then they gave us kind of the good news. And the good news was that my cancer was in such a way it could be operated on and removed. And so they did a procedure called the Whipple procedure, named after a guy named Dr. Whipple. Uh, and they removed the the uh, mass from my uh, pancreatic duct. And then they what they do is they do scans of all the... Okay, normally, by the time you're symptomatic, by the time you feel anything, you're stage four, and it's metastasized to other organs, and it's all over your body, and you're a goner. In my case, it showed symptoms so early which is so unusual i got jaundice i turned yellow and i and my wife said boy you look i had a little i was complaining about stomach aches but kind of a weird stomach ache that i said you know what i've never this doesn't feel like a stomach ache this feels different than a stomach ache and i went to see the doctor the doctor said it was something to do with my gallbladder so we did things you have to have your gallbladder on I'm, ah, i'll change my lifestyle let's see if we can do it with lifestyle and then i turned yellow and we went to the emergency room and they diagnosed me with the cancer it turns out that my cancer was just barely a stage two cancer, which they took it out. It wasn't in any of my other organs. And your lymph nodes, which are your the superhighway of your body, it, it, it takes out all the garbage in your body. And it's lymph nodes, you have all of your body. So once it gets in your lymph nodes, it's like a superhighway. It goes immediately like in your bloodstream to your entire body. And uh, they removed the mass and they removed 26 lymph nodes that were sitting right next to the mass. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they came back negative, which means that not only hadn't the cancer metastasized, it hadn't even gotten to the lymph nodes that were sitting right next to it. So they believed they got it all out. And now, then I did six months of chemo, and now they're hoping that it just doesn't start growing again. They try to kill off every cell that could think about growing. And uh, now it's just a waiting game. You, I get scans uh, four times a year, every three months, and I just had my first one in December. I get my next one in March, and it's always like the jury's out. You go in and you wait for the results, and you say good, bad, whatever it is. So uh, they can't operate on me again, so that's not in the cards. Uh, But, you know, you learn to appreciate every day, and you learn to appreciate the people you love, and uh, I have four fantastic children and three great, uh, three grandchildren. And, uh, uh, and I've been close to, I've been married three times, but I'm still close to my first two wives. And my, my wife, Kurt wife, is friends with my ex, two exes. And they're both remarried. And I'm remarried. So it's, it's, we've never had much acrimony about it all. It was always just a, the, the, the ends of my marriages were just sad. They weren't angry. They weren't mean. They were just sad. It was like, okay, we're going to now say goodbye. So um, at any rate, um, you appreciate what you have. And um, I've had a 
wonderful career. Uh, I mean, for a kid from a poor family in Buffalo to have, uh, you know, I was my first film that I mentioned, Table for Five, was the Royal Screening in London, nationally televised in England, where I met the Queen Mum, uh, Queen, Mar uh, Queen uh, Princess Margaret, and Queen Elizabeth's mother came to the to the event, and uh, it was, you know, I've I've been to the White House, I don't know, probably four times, five times. Uh, mostly during the Clinton administration, uh, we knew Hillary and Bill uh, because my wife at that time, Mary Lou, did a show called Evening Shade with Burt Reynolds. And Evening Shade was written by Linda Bloodworth Thomas and Harry Thomason, who were good friends. They were the Clinton's best friends from Arkansas. So their brother, their, his brother, um, Roger Clinton, his band was the warm-up band for the sitcom and so I became really close friends with Roger Clinton went to Bill's original um, inauguration and had secret service protection I mean it was like crazy it was just really super crazy but it was fun what a fun life you've had so far <laughs> yeah it's been it's been really an amazing amazing ride amazing ride I I, I, I can't even tell you it's, it's, it was such a dream it was such a distant dream growing up uh, that uh, I used to go into to uh, like video stores and because I all watched videos all the time and, and I would look at the videos and I, and I would dream that I would have maybe a video with my name on it and now I have in my library here I have shelves of videos with them which is like you know it's like a dream come true yeah are you doing any projects now or are you not really anymore uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm mostly working on, um, there's a couple of things. That, you know, I'm, I'm working, I'm writing uh, three different scripts right now, one with a writing partner and two by myself, uh, two with two different writing partners and one by myself. And um, I'm doing a short film uh, this year called Suerte. And Suerte in Spanish means lucky. And it's about... Uh, it really upset me that these little children were being separated from their parents at the border. Yeah. And and it's it's I believe it's an uh, 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 um, act against humanity. You know, it's 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 terrible it, because these are little unsuspecting little children. They don't even know why they're here or how they're here. Or they don't know what's going on. And then you take away the only thing they have that they can depend upon, which is their mom or their dad, or their mom and dad, or their brothers, or whatever, and you separate them all. Anyways, it upset me, so I wanted to make a film about it, so I wrote, I, I, there were documentaries done about it, but I wanted to do a dramatic little film to show people what these children are actually going through. Not, and it's actually a charming film. It's not, it's not just a horror show. It's a, it's a story about a kid named Suerte. His parents named him Lucky. And, and, and uh, he meets up with this Mexican kid in in uh, in the cage that they're in, and the kid says, "What's your name?" And he says, "My name's Suerte." He looks at Suerte. He says, "And Suerte says, yeah, my my parents uh, thought I'd bring them luck. It's, this will all this will all be shot in Spanish with subtitles." But the kid says, uh, "I uh, my parents thought." And then the Mexican kid looks around the cage and said, "How did that work out?" <laughs> okay. So it's. You know, it, 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 there's a real charm to this relationship between this older Mexican boy and this young Honduran boy, eight-year-old. And uh, I made my name in commercials. I became one of the 
foremost directors of children and commercials. I did like 400 McDonald's commercials. So um, I, I that was my calling card, was doing little children and babies and children and commercials. So I, was, I had a talent for it because I started as a kid actor. And, <clears throat> and I treat them like equals. I didn't look down upon them. I would direct them on my knees so that they would be eye to eye with me. Uh, <clears throat> I always made it... Uh, uh, because kids never got the check when they worked and the parents would just say, okay, we'll take you out for, you know, ice cream or something if you do a good job. Uh, for 30 years, every time I worked with children, I would have my prop guy go out and get really beautiful gifts and we'd wrap them up so that the girls would get a gift and the boys would get a gift from me. So they had something to rep- go home at the end of the day having been paid something. And uh, <clears throat> so anyways, I... Using that ability that I have, I wanted to apply it to something humanitarian and something politically correct and do something for other people and do something. Uh, so I wrote this little film and it's, I'm going to shoot it in Cabo uh, later this year, probably end of June, July. Uh, I've gotten most of the equipment donated. Uh, a lovely man gave me his, fa- his defunct factory to turn into... Uh, one of these uh, uh, border patrol holding stations, uh, and um, so that's the that's the big project on the front burner right now. Then I'm writing the three scripts, and then uh, the other thing is uh, years ago I directed Thirty Something and I'm doing a pilot for the next generation of Thirty Something. So I talked to my friends uh, Ed Zwick and Marshall Herskovitz who who created the show and who are doing the reboot of it, and because uh, I read that they were getting the cast back together, so I. I called them up and I said, how about getting the directors back together again, too? And he said, they, they love that idea. So if this gets on the air uh, on ABC, uh, I'll probably go back and direct some episodes of that. Well, that all sounds so amazing. And thank you so much for joining me today. And I look forward mm-hmm. to talking to you more. Maybe you'll even come on again. I would love to come on again. It's been such, I'm so impressed with your show and what you've done and and, uh, and I'm so looking forward to seeing you and your family and uh, the rest of our family. And, Us uh, too. Ne- next month to celebrate your grandmother's birthday. That's so exciting. Yes. Well, it's been another episode of With Love Alexa. Um, I'll see you guys next time. Bye.